Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Welcome to another episode of Level Up. My name is Katie. I am here with Daniel, of course. Hi. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Wouldn't have it any other way. Today we are talking about how to effectively respond to an online lead. Yeah, so the ones that we get that in a lot of cases we weren't expecting, maybe we throw out a lot of bait and hope that it catches something, but you have to dig through a bunch to find those diamonds in the rough, but they do come, and when you get real people with real contact information and real requests, you need to know what to do with them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I think first and foremost, the number one thing is to respond as soon as you possibly can. Don't leave it until the afternoon or the evening to respond because when they are on the computer searching on your website or maybe on your listing on, you know, uh, realtor.ca or whatever platform you use in your area, um, they're on, they want information right away and they can quickly lose interest or get uh, picked up by another realtor very quickly because everybody's kind of got the same intentions. And this is, it reminds me of if you've watched Swingers, I don't know if you have, Mm. I'm going to guess not, but anyway. I don't know, I can't remember. They talk about the the standard amount of time you're supposed to wait before you call back a girl Mm. and it's not right away. And I think a lot of realtors have that sort of mindset that they have the luxury of playing hard to get or playing, I'm a busy person, therefore, when I get back to you in a day, Mm -hmm. that's just because I'm so good at my job. But it's really, really the opposite of that. This is not a popularity contest. This is a someone asked a question and they want an answer. Mm -hmm. And if they're, like you said, if they're going through a, a... a platform where there's lots of different listings and it's not your website that they're coming to you through. Mm-hmm. They're sending similar messages to, you know, five, 10, several dozen agents that are exactly the same. And I can guarantee you if it is, if it even has a hope of turning into a relationship beyond the one message they've sent you, it will be most likely to be the person who responded to them quickly and thoroughly right away. Yeah. So I can give you an example. This weekend, we had a situation where somebody reached out to us about one of our listings, wanting to see it that day. Um, I made them, well, I don't know if I made the mistake. Yeah, I guess I made the mistake of emailing them, but I, even though I had their phone number and she didn't get back to me. So then I texted her, um, just to see if she was interested in seeing the place still. And um, finally got around to calling her because she never responded. And like this was all within an hour, so it was pretty quick. But still, by the time I had called her, she said she had already reached out to a friend who recommended her to a realtor who then got in touch with her and gave her the information. And that's why she didn't respond to me. Very nice. Had a great conversation. And if I had called her in the first place, um, I could have probably 
probably started working with her. It's possible. Mm-hmm. You'll never know. You'll never know. On that note, though, I mean, and we've had these on both sides of the fence. Like right now, if I can tell a happier story. Sure. I got a, wasn't even a cold lead. I guess it was a warmer lead than most. Someone inquiring about a listing I had, like a lot of other inquiries. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing more than an email address. There was no name. There was no phone number. Mm-hmm. But from what we've seen, that's a lot more than you get sometimes yeah, than, than, than emails you get. And, and it was a legit email. Yeah. But the moment it came through, it was 1130 at night, which is sometimes my work time. But <laughs> I was in bed and it vibrated next to the bed and that came out wrong. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, the phone. Yeah. Um, buzzed and uh, <laughs> I just sent a quick and somewhat over detailed response about the listing partially because the listing is something I've been struggling with and really am dying to get a sale but mm. also because that is your best bet of getting a response and qualifying the person right away anyway yeah a- anyway so 10 minutes later as I was dozing off there's the buzz buzz again <laughs> and it turned into a showing for my listing with this individual. But what happened was at the showing, the listing didn't work for him. However, he said, I was the only agent who responded so quickly and thoroughly. Mm -hmm. And so he wants me to take him out for the balance of his search. And he said that he'd already seen nine or 10 different units with listing agents and he'd been doing it that way. But and now, you figure most of them are trying to get him as a client. Absolutely. And he said, and in fact, he met me immediately following a showing with another listing agent in the same building. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe there were other factors. This isn't me trying to toot my own horn or anything, but really it did start at least with that first impression of responding to his request right away. Yeah. So one way it's helpful to respond to people right away is if you kind of have a set even a template. I mean, obviously you can kind of personalize it depending on the person, but if you have a set way of sending emails that actually gets a response, then you will be far better off because you can literally copy and paste it. It lets you um, respond right away in a really, as you said, um, detailed way. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I found even this weekend as well that was really helpful for me is we have put together uh, a buyer package for potential clients. And so I had that ready to go um, and sent it off to another lead that came through. I asked her if she was a first-time home buyer. She said, yes. So I'm going to send you some information about that. Had a whole package. And she was so appreciative. And we had a phone call later that afternoon. And, you know, it, it kind of went from there. So if you can prepare as much as possible with responses and resources, the more value you provide, and it all, all comes back to value, um, the more likely they are to want to work with you. Yeah. And proof what you copy paste proof what you write because that is the easiest way to do it just Mm. make sure that it doesn't read like something you copy pasted yeah so if you've got a a standard message you send with sort of an insert name here spot one common mistake i've seen and you've probably seen it in an email you receive is your name is a different font than the rest of the message right which clearly shows that the rest of the message was cut and paste and your name was just tossed in there. Sounds minor, but it makes all the difference in the world if the message itself looks 
or, or I mean, obviously if it is, but if you've done it with a cut and paste, make sure that you at least take the time to make it look like something you just wrote. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, and I think when you're writing your response, it's all about asking questions to start a dialogue and getting them answering back. So, you know, let's say they're interested in a property and it might've sold conditionally already or something like that. Like you can let them know, would you want me to keep you updated if it should become available again? Or would you like, I, I know there might be a few other places in the area coming up soon. Would you like me to keep you posted on that? Like any way you can ask a question that isn't, pressuring in any way like not like do you want to work with me because I can help you find a house but like that those are the types of things that people like kind of come direct out with sometimes and you're going to get silence and they're going to just ghost you after that that but that's super important is if there is no question you will get no answer yeah a question by definition is something that elicits an answer so choose your questions carefully in the beginning you're just gathering information to try to determine who you're talking to and what they want, but also use your questions to start to qualify them as someone who's even worth your time because Mm -hmm. every lead is not created equal. Maybe at first email they are, but as you peel away the layers, sometimes there's only one layer and it ends with, I'm done. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. And when you're getting online leads, um, wherever you're getting them from, the assumption is usually they're not working with anybody else, which means they haven't been prepped for the home buying process. So a lot of the ones, at least that I've encountered, haven't been pre-approved for a mortgage. Um, which is a huge thing because right now they're just shopping. They're like, you know, not knowing what their budget is and just picking and choosing places that look nice and that they think they can afford. And as we probably all know, once you get a pre-approval, that could be a very um, eye-opening moment for yourself if you've been showing them places that have been way out of their budget. Um, And also for them, it's disappointing and deflating to know that, you know, they need to reduce their expectations sometimes tremendously. So knowing that up front and finding ways to ask the question that isn't like accusatory or isn't like, um, you know, forcing them to do anything. Like it's more just giving them the information, like a great first step to starting a home buying process is to get a pre-approval. I've got a lot of like a few different trusted mortgage brokers that I work with. I'd be happy to get you in contact with them it's really quick. And then once we know what your your budget is, then we can go from there. But like think, you know, a way of kind of crafting that message can be really useful and come across as valuable versus forcing them into something that they might not be ready for. Yeah. And there's a lot of forks in the road in any conversation with any client, potential or current. And you need to identify each of those forks. One of them is the pre-approval and determining, you know, not necessarily whether you're going to be working with them or whether they can afford a house, but where their buying power is, if they're even willing to go down that road with you with the conversation. There's a lot of other areas where we need to talk about how online leads can be not so good. Yeah. Also. Yeah. And I don't know what the statistics are, but from what we hear, I mean, online leads, if you're able to convert two percent of them right into an actual client you're doing okay Mm -hmm. so it doesn't mean every time you get an email you should feel 
obligated to have a client out of this or you failed. More often than not, these are people, one of them is the types of people who put in fake contact information Mm -hmm. or fake names. If you got the lead because they entered their contact information to get more information about something, a lot of people, myself included, might have phony emails Mm. just to get the information. They don't want to hear from you. So if you follow up with something... You should, but if you don't get an immediate response or a response at all, it doesn't mean you screwed up. It might just mean that wasn't really a person or it wasn't somebody who had any intention of going down the road with you at all. Yeah, That's something different from someone specifically reaching out and saying, I'd like more information about this property or I'd like you to show me this property. Mm -hmm. This is more when someone goes to some landing page you made and wanted information and that's how you get their contact info. The first thing you need to do is try to establish whether it's a real person. Mm-hmm. That's a different kind of fork yeah, in the and road. I think, yeah, and I think you can kind of recognize when... Well, it, it takes some time. Maybe. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I have an alias. You know yeah. my alias. What's my alias's name? Uh, Mike Hawthorne. Mike Hawthorne, yeah. He's a good guy. He has an email address. He won't answer you when you email him, but it does exist. Yeah. And he shows up every time... I want to give someone an email address and I need to. <laughs> and you don't want to. And actually, I don't want to talk to them. Yeah, exactly. So it happens. It's very normal. Um, so, you know, you keep you keep going. It's not like you start looking up their name and Googling them and stalking them on Facebook and seeing if they're a real person. Don't get into that habit. That's if you're, such if, a waste of if time. If you're getting yeah. any number of, of online names, I'm not even going to call them leads. If you're just getting online contact information and you make a practice of trying to e-stalk them because they haven't answered you, you have just killed so much of your time and efficiency for something that is yeah, such a waste. Because you're not going to reach out to them by Facebook. If you find them on Facebook, what are you going to do? Like send them a friend request? And it's like, that's creepy. So if they're not, if they're not willing, they're not willing to work with, if they're not going to re- give you the decency of responding to your basic questions. Right. And you mentioned creepiness. That's another big trap you can fall into. If even if they are responding to you, think, put yourself in the shoes of someone who's probably out there and reaching out to more than one person. Mm. It's one thing to respond thoroughly and quickly. It's another thing to send them eight emails in a row the same night Yeah, to their one response. Exactly. So that's the thing. Like, I think, you know, you need to like know the boundaries of, you know, if it's daytime and they've given you a phone number give them a call first. I know a lot of us are a little scared of phones and don't want to have real conversations, including me. Like I am the first to admit that I'd rather text somebody or email them if I know I'm going to get a response. Always. But it doesn't work that way. So if you can actually talk to them, that's the best way to start establishing a relationship, to build trust with people. Um, And then you go from there. If it's at night, like you said, you know, it's late at night, obviously you're not going to call somebody at 11 o'clock, but if you're responding to them, what does that show them in terms of your dedication to the job and how much work and, you know, how responsive you're going to be with them on a regular basis? Right. This is a courting process. Yeah. And we've talked about it before. This is what I talk about when I do sales training. This is no different than the guy or the girl who is interested in someone and wants to get them to like them, mm-hmm. right? There's a right way. There's a wrong way. There's a creepy way. Yeah. You want to do it in a responsible, respectful, efficient, quick way and get the right message across yeah. without 
overdoing it. Yeah. And if you're doing like the email or text, if maybe you only have their email address, my recommendation is to send them shorter emails with just quick questions to just get the dialogue going versus like listing out 10 different questions like tell me about this do this do that do that like because it's just you have to really proceed with caution within the first like little while in my opinion at least I just find I'd start turning people off the moment I go into like go off the deep end of like here's what it's like to work with me and and we all learn it too you're going to have situations where you go off the deep end but there's also going to be situations where you do things the same way that worked for someone else Mm -hmm. that don't work with someone new yeah. Not everybody responds the same way. Yeah, and that's, that's just true. part of learning human behavior and, and yeah. reading the reading response. Reading people, that's so important. Honestly, like I think, you know, people go into these scripts and don't take the time to really get the feedback that you're right. receiving on the other end. That That's what I meant by the forks in the road. When mm-hmm. you ask something and it goes a certain way, it doesn't mean you keep on with your set line of questioning if it's taking you in a different direction. Yeah. You've got to go with what you're given. Mm -hmm. And another key thing, which is sort of changing the subject, but something you really need to establish early is often these people have an agent already. that's true. I was going to say that as well. That is what just also yesterday happened to me. I feel like this is very... And this is all fresh in mind. And it's great to get... And you know what? That's not a bad thing. Like someone reached out. They wanted to see a listing. Mm -hmm. Um, They were actually pretty forthcoming about the fact they had an agent, but but their agent was out of time. Yeah, but you had another situation out of town. When I say out of time? (laughs) Out of time. Where's my head at? I'm trying to shut this thing down. We must be out of time. No, you had another with your other listing where you went and they, I think you asked them if they had a realtor, but then you found out afterwards oh, that yeah. they actually did have a realtor. Oh, yeah. And I, it turned out to be the person that made the They offer, landed up buying your, the place with their realtor who out. never right. saw the place, yeah. but that's okay. I guess I was able to show them the place in a positive light. Yeah. But it, totally, sh- it yeah. should never, I guess this is another thing, it shouldn't change who you are or how you react or how you behave. You're still you. Your delivery is the same. Whether or not someone's represented, whether or not they want to work with you, think about everything else that flows from every relationship you have. Mm-hmm. This is someone new you're talking to and maybe they have an agent, but maybe they really like the cut of your jib. Right? The cut of your jib. I had to go there. Yeah. Bub kiss last week, jib cutting this week. <laughs> At least I know what cut of your jib looks like. Yeah, but, but there's people like maybe, hey, oh, you know what? My brother's a realtor. I work with him. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Like you're really solid and I don't refer my brother to anybody because I have to work with him. But I've got, you know, friends. I'll be sure yeah, to throw you your name know. out there. You never know. Thing, weird things happen. They do. But totally. your, your reputation will live through what you do and what you say to everybody mm-hmm. whether they're working with you or not yeah so be the professional you are all the time be on all the time and go with what you're given mm-hmm. yeah. i think i agree cut yeah. of your jib <laughs> cut your jib yeah um, but yeah, I think, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get there if you're, you're starting out in the industry, it takes some time to kind of figure out what works, what doesn't. And as you said before, everybody's different. So, you know, you might think you've got the exact questions lined up, ready to go, and it might not work for somebody. So, you know, it, it, it is a bunch of, it is trial and error. Asking other people what works for them is always helpful, 
But at the end of the day, if you can be very responsive with people, actually pick up the phone and, you know, get, get calling, you will find that I think you'll get some good responses and, and some good relationships starting. You will. There's a really long grind with online leads. People hear online leads, and I said it before, they're leads because they're contact information for someone in some way that's related to real estate. Mm-hmm. But you have to be patient, and your expectations have to be tempered. And just like cold calling and every other way that you're trying to generate more business for yourself, it doesn't just hit because you're doing things the right way. Mm-hmm. But it will hit because you're doing things the right way. You just have to be patient, stick to your system, learn from the things that happen along the way, both the responses you get and the lack of responses you get. Yeah. Take mental notes and just build yourself, uh, you know, a greater confidence through your experience. Yeah. And be organized too. I mean, a lot of times people are looking at a specific area, specific building, like the moment you know that set them up on a search. If they're not working with anybody else, you know, it might take some time. Usually people that aren't working with a realtor right off the bat, they're probably just poking around seeing what's, what's out there. Not very serious, but maybe in three to six months, if you continue the consistent follow-up, you'll be the first one they'll reach out to when they're ready to get going on an actual search. Right. We talk about the value of realtors and how that's changing. We talk about that a lot in our brokerage, Mm -hmm. where there are those who think that our worth is getting people sale numbers and providing that. And that is part of what we do, but where you set yourself apart is in your ability to communicate, relate to people, and show them you're working your ass off. Yeah, and being resourceful too. I mean, if you know what they're looking for, you see something, might not be exactly, but you know, caught your eye and like just just them knowing that you're thinking of them in any given moment during the day and you're on their mind or I, they're on your mind is really helpful. Everyone's thinking of everybody. <laughs> I, we'll stop I, I was I was going to take it in a whole <laughs> other direction, but that, that could be another episode. So yeah. I think the point here is you just really need to be mindful of what's happening always mm-hmm. and be consistent in your approach. Yeah, I think the goal when you're going into responding to an online lead is to build a relationship not to get the business. If you if you're you just want to like get to know the person, if that's all you're going in with it, like that's your intention, you'll find that it will be a lot more natural. The conversation will just flow and you will just build trust with them that much quicker. Right. Rarely is the first question you ask something that's really hardcore real estate. Yeah. Or it shouldn't be. Maybe it is now, but get a feel for who they are, what their situation is, their objectives. Even if they've opened with, can I see this house? Mm Mm-hmm. Think about how that would feel to you if the answer was yes, but it also came with a, tell me, tell more. me more about your situation. Yeah, tell me yourself. more about what you're looking for. What mm-hmm. drew you to this? Is there anything else I can help you with, right? Especially if it's your own listing mm-hmm. and you sound like you're not in it to just push your listing. It makes a huge difference. That's the other thing this guy told me. Um, when I took him and he didn't end up going with my listing, but is going with me, he said a big reason of that also was because 
I didn't seem like I was pushy on what I had. It wasn't a fit for him. I saw that. Yeah. And when you can tell somebody you don't want to sell them a place, mm. all of a sudden you're not the sleazeball they thought you were and that they right. expect you to be. Right. That sometimes is enough to separate you from the pack, right? So you're not a sleazeball. You are working in the best interest of your client. If you're not, then you're probably not listening to this podcast, <laughs> right? So continue to ask questions. Don't expect people to ask all the questions of you. Don't wait for people to to nudge you into what to say. Be proactive. And ultimately, it'll just grow into a comfortable relationship and you'll have lots of clients, make millions of dollars and... One day you can send us a Christmas card. (laughs) That's right. That's where I'm closing. (laughs) I'm done. So that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening again. And uh, we will see you next week. Yeah. And if you haven't yet signed up for the OTB 100. Get her done. It's going into week three here. We're almost at 700 people. So be number 701. (laughs) We will see you and hear you and listen. No, you'll listen to us. We won't listen to anything. Man, this is we're, like the worst we're, ending we're, we're ever. recording this late at night. I'm I'm half asleep right now. So half of what I said probably doesn't make much sense. The other half though is sort of useful. So try to decode it. All right. Bye. All right, later. Bye. <laughs>